Yes, I'm John Shea. This is Almost Famous, and uh, we promised you a special guest. She's joining us right now. Her name is Betsy Siggins, and uh, she's a legend here in the Boston community. Betsy, good evening. How you doing? Hi. Good to be here. Good to have you here. So for those who might not be familiar with you, give us a quick introduction as to who you are. I'm really old. I turned 80 this year, and um, I've been involved with folk music in, in and around the Cambridge community all of my life. And I just happily received a Lifetime Achievement Award from Passim for their 60th anniversary. For those of you who don't know, Club Passim was once Club 47 in the uh, late 50s, early 60s, and was the seminal place for the folk revival in New England. I would say that's an understatement. I think that, that Passim was a seminal place for folk revival, not just in New England, but across the nation, maybe even beyond. I think music. so. I think most folk... Uh, folk societies were in college campuses where they had folklore societies, um, but they didn't have coffee houses pretty much outside of a campus. I know that Swarthmore and Bryn Mawr both had, uh, and um, Oberlin, a couple of colleges, were early to the day of, of bringing folk music to the, their students and then branching out to more and more people who w- got interested in both the revival the times of the 60s, um, where we were headed as a country, and some of, that, some of that really coalesced together. How did you get involved in the music community back, back in the day? I was brought up in a family that always had music in the house, and one of my downfalls was the fact that on Cape Cod in the 50s, I could get Wheeling, West Virginia through the radio late at night There was nothing in the airways to stop the country music from coming north, and I absolutely fell in love with it. And um, from there, I went to a a small school where the arts were the most prominent part of our our curriculum. Then I went to BU, Boston University School of Fine and Applied Arts, where I met Joan Baez. Uh, I met Jim Queskin. Uh, I met a few other people who had come to college already playing good music, and from there, we all just kept playing and playing, and I went to work. I never, I was not a singer. I loved the community, not not wanting to perform particularly. I mean, I would sing in a chorus, but it wasn't a serious adventure for me. When I got to Club 47 in Cambridge, I felt I'd found, I can't, I, I didn't call it home at that point, but I'd found camaraderie. And it was surrounding music and politics and people and expanding our own education through music. Joan and I lasted in college. Well, she thinks she didn't last as long as I did, but it's not up for discussion anymore. <laughs> At some point, we both dropped out, um, but became very good friends. And I, tra- I traveled with her a little bit. Um, I know I knew all of her family. And because they were living in Belmont when um, Albert uh, Baez was teaching at MIT. And I, I, then I subsequently met Bob Siggins. And Bob was the um, founder, banjo player of the Charles River Valley Boys. And they were already playing in their dorm at Harvard. And they started playing. Club 47 in the old days was across the street from the Harvard dorm. So everybody could... Come out of their dorms in their pajamas and go into Club 47 and listen to music and then go back and do homework, supposedly. Um, my relationship with Bob was a very strong one. He taught me everything I ever learned early days about early country music. 
um, and that has stayed with me forever. And he made an album called Beatle Country, which was the first country album of Beatles music. There was a lot of crossover that, that happened during the 60s and 70s. Taj Mahal was a friend. Tom Russ is, is a friend. Um, I'm still fr- we're, I'm friends with Judy Collins. We, we sort of stayed as we had been when we were young and, and innocent and looking for life. And we all have grown up and gotten old together, which is very sweet. And that's the great thing about music, too, is that music is forever. I mean, you can be you can be 15 years old, you can be 105 years old, and, and still appreciate the music of Judy Collins, of Taj Mahal, of, of Bob Dylan. I mean, it, yep. it, it crosses multi-generations, not just one or two, but it crosses even centuries in some cases. And in our case in the 60s, which were known as the, the angry decade... Um, we got to witness firsthand what it was like to stand up and be counted against the Vietnam War for women's rights, for women, uh, women's rights, said that already. Anyway, it was a very political time for us, and we were drawn into it through folk music. That's amazing. Betsy, I'm going to play another song, and we're going to talk some more. Um, this is an artist I think you're familiar with, Tim Guerin. Yes. From the Boston area, yep. fantastic singer-songwriter, yep. plays past him quite a bit. Yep. And uh, you have a chance to see him in, uh, in Somerville on December 15th, along with Lisa Bastoni and Sean Staples. Ooh. This track is called So Familiar on 95.9 WATD. We'll be back with more of Betsy Sickens right here on Almost Famous. Found you walking on a West End street. Had no reply to my hello You were dead tired on your feet You said, hey buddy, let it go Hey buddy, just let it go
So familiar, Tim Guerin, 95.9 WATD. You have a chance to see him on December 15th, along with Lisa Bastoni and John Staples. That's a show happening in Somerville. This is Almost Famous, introducing you to independent bands and musicians from across the region. I'm John Shea. We're chatting this hour with the amazing Betsy Siggins. Betsy, how are you doing tonight? I'm doing very well, thank you. Thank you for, for venturing down to the South Shore. I know you're, you're from the Cape originally. You, you mentioned uh, during that first break that uh, you're one of the co-founders of Club 47, which eventually became Club Passim. In your opinion, Betsy, what is it about folk music that, that does cross generations and, and does continue to, to influence more and more great music? It's a universal language. Great answer. Elaborate more on that, if you would. <laughs> well, I think that you can go around the world and you can hear folk music from every country in every corner of the world. And in the last, I would say, 20 years, the mo- modern equipment has allowed us to be firsthand to all kinds of wonderful stuff we would never hear. Um, Joe Boyd, who is one of my dearest friends, he had a job for years and years where he got sent by a record company to go around the world and collect whatever he liked. It was a job I always wanted. But Joe first introduced me to Bulgarian shepherdesses singing in the fields. It sounds, I wish I could play it, but I can't. But it, it, it had a universal, weird, wonderful, extraordinary sound to it. And these are ordinary people who used music to get through the day, to get through work. If you look at the South, you look at people on chain gangs that was music that moved them through the day um we have lots of we have mining songs things that that speak to the everydayness of people and their work and their lives and their beliefs and uh for for some of us it made all the difference in how we conducted our own lives Fantastic. So for somebody who, who has literally seen generations of folk musicians influencing other generations, what do you see coming up for the next generation of musicians? I mean, who, who do I see or what kind of things do I see? Well, I'm both. I see more, more um, what's the word I'm looking for? Collaborations. I see a lot more collaborations going on. If you look at Aoife O'Donovan, 
I mean, with with I'm with her. That group. I mean, Eva O'Donovan grew up in an Irish, a straight Irish Celtic song background. Now she's morphed into something truly unique and wonderful. If you look at Lula Wiles, they started out as Berkeley girls who went who went straight through Berkeley and learned to compose music that was both raw, um, old-timey, and new. And again, you need to hear the, how they made those things happen. I've got a friend, Tim Erickson from, um, where's Tim from? Amherst. Tim, um, Tim is an ethnomusicologist, and he studied in, at, in Maine. And he sings Kosovoian music. And I once had him on a, on a benefit concert for Passim. And what he did for his, his part of the show was he did the history of folk music from Kosovo. And it started out very much like people singing in the fields. And it got all the way up to the mosh pits that, that are in the nightclubs in Kosovo now. I mean, you never know what you're going to get when you get folk music. And it can open your eyes to so much that you have no idea that it's going to happen. And Betsy, I'm glad you mentioned Lulu Wiles. We have their latest single right now on Almost Famous on 95.9 WATD. And then we'll chat some more. This track is called It's Cool, We're Cool, Everything's Cool. New music from Lulu Wiles on 95.9 WATD. And we'll chat more with Betsy Siggins right after this.
Lulu Wilds, brand new from them. It's cool. We're cool. Everything's cool. Love that song title. Kind of a different sound for them. A little bit more of a, a contemporary rock sound for Lulu Wilds. And um, and uh, Betsy Siggins is our guest this hour. We have uh, Kim Moberg coming up on the tiny stage in a little bit. Um, but uh, you, you were talking a little bit more about Lulu Wilds during that first break. And, um, and they're one of the more contemporary folk bands uh, coming out of uh, the Cambridge area. And uh, what is it about them that, that intrigues you? Harmonies. Their harmonies are extraordinarily wonderful, very creative. Um, and I think that Berkeley is a backbone of, of the conglomerations of all kinds of folk music and pushing the envelope. And I think they've done a great job with, with all the students that I've been privy to know. In, in the years that you've, you've been a part of, of the Cambridge scene and, and the entire folk music scene in, in general, what advice would you give to somebody who's, who's, who's an aspiring singer-songwriter who's trying to, to make it, if you will, in the music scene? And, and maybe not you know, nationally, but just, just get their music heard by a broader audience. I think you need to believe in yourself and you need to have a group of people who believe in you because it's a, it's a rough world out there and there's a lot, a lot of competition. But I would say start at home. Start, start with your best friends who will be there for you no matter what and keep pushing on. Not everybody's going to make it, and that's okay. Uh, there are all kinds of levels of musicians in the world filling up lots and lots of different spaces. So I say more, more power to you. Fantastic. That's great advice. Betsy Siggins one of the founders of Club 47 in Cambridge that eventually became Club Passim. I know this is, this is a giant question, so if you can answer this, do you have a favorite moment in the history of, of your time at the club? Oh, Lord. <laughs> well, it might have been the night that Eric Von Schmidt, who was sort of the, the, the blues guru in Harvard Square, um, people flocked to him who wanted to learn more about the blues and he was a white blues player which was sort of unusual at the time one night eric was on stage dylan walked in now we knew dylan was coming but we're not allowed to announce it because (laughs) because we weren't allowed to announce it and um i have a recording of the his talking world war three blues and, it, and Eric is playing harp, or no, Dylan's playing harp and Eric's playing guitar. And it is one for the ages. It's just fabulous. That's amazing. Betsy, we've got um, Kim Ober coming up on the tiny stage in a little bit. You're going to hang out for that? I am. All right, fantastic. And uh, right now we have music from Coral Moons. They're a newer band of the Boston music scene as well. And you can see them at the Canopy Room in Somerville on December 15th. This is called Fall in Love. 95.9 WHD on Almost Famous.
That's Coral Moons. It's called Fall in Love on 95.9 WATD. They're a newer band to the Boston music scene. They were in studio, too, a few weeks back on the tiny stage. So you can go to almostfanishradio.com if you want to check out their interview. You can also see them at the Canopy Room in Somerville. That's coming up on December 15th.